Welcome to Living Scent, a Resonate Church podcast where we talk about what it means to be missional, putting missional back in our missional communities. And we are talking about enjoying grace, embodying love, and engaging culture as we learn how to live scent. Well, hello. Welcome to another episode of Living Scent. My name is Yvonne, and I am on staff as part of the discipleship team, and I have some really cool people with me here today. Uh, one of the people I have to my left is Marco Marquez. What's up, everybody? He, What's going on? Yeah, he's one of the elders at our church. He's an MC leader. He's pretty much kind of done anything you can think of resonate related <laughs> at some point besides the women's stuff. There you go. And <laughs> we have special guests. You guys didn't know, but today is like a special family edition of Living Scent because we have Nicole and Oliver. Woo! Hey. Hello. What's up? And yeah, Oliver and Nicole are just treasured people at Resonate. Uh, they currently attend Resonate Hayward, and yeah, they've just been spiritual studs in, in every way that I can <laughs> think of. Uh, I think anyone who's been here in the first, gosh, six years at Resonate, maybe, um, will say that they've known you and been impacted by you guys through little conversations, through hearing you just share your heart. And so uh, I'm so glad that people are going to get to hear your heart through this podcast. So welcome. Thanks. Thanks, Thanks for having us here. Yeah. Yep. It's a joy to be here. Boom. Okay, so Marco, what yeah. are we going to be talking about with Oliver and Nick today? Yeah, I'm excited to really share the mics with my younger sister, Nicole. No, really, she's my older sister. No, but today, <laughs> Yvonne, Oliver, we have the pleasure of really diving into the truth here and the truth of it being Jesus is better than life. Mm -hmm. Jesus yeah, is man. better than life. Yeah, what, what comes to mind when you hear that phrase, either of you? Well... So this is a phrase that has been becoming more and more important to Nicole and I. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we always hear that you know your love, your steadfast love, is better than life, mm -hmm. and uh, that you know to live is Christ and to die is gain. Uh, it all you know sums up that Jesus Himself is better than life. But what God I think has been showing us more recently is that Jesus is better than life as we know it. Mm. Uh, mm. You know, to quote the old Catholic uh, theologian Nacho Libre. Yes. Yeah. Said, That's right. My life is good. In the area, our life is good, man. As believers here, we got Boba raining from the sky. And Come it's on. just, it's a beautiful life, you know, but Jesus is better than even that. Mm. That we are mm. privileged here. We um, we got it all. We, You know, I mean, whether it's hard times or, or we're thriving or rich or whatever, um, Jesus is better than our life as we know it yes. here. And he's been showing us that uh, over the past couple of years. Mm, yes, and I think namely over this past year, just a lot of loss and grief and really showing us how how much greater he is than life as we are it's just being exposed our idols and how we cling to so many different things, but he is truly the only one who satisfies. Mm. Mm. So yeah. good. Yeah, you guys are dropping bombs already. So I, I feel like we have to take advantage of the fact that we have a family at this table. Yeah. So we're going to take a superficial yet intimate look into yes. each of your lives. Are you guys ready? I'm ready. So okay. in 10 seconds, I want you to tell me two, like just 
actually not two, one thing that people just need to know about the other person. So, so Oliver, you're going to say something about Nick. Like one thing that people just have to know about her, Nick, you're going to say something about Marco and then Marco, you're going to say something about Oliver. Cool. Yes. All right. All right. Oliver, you're first. Um, people have to know that Nicole is the best wife in the whole world. I think that's no. Wow. <laughs> you getting paid for that one? No, no. I've been oh. thinking about that. That's, that's true from the heart. No. Uh, that's awesome. But uh, there's so much to say. I'd need like a couple hours to think about which one I would share. But um, people don't know that Nicola is a dart champion. Yeah. A dart? <laughs> yeah. I want to just reiterate: dart champion, not dark champion. No, yeah, she's dart. dart. Champion dart. of like darkness. Like no, <laughs> no uh, dark tournament league champion. Wow, that's really important. Dang. I think, yeah, that they know that. Okay, that's awesome. It is true. Yeah, now we all know. So, Nick, what do we have to know about Marco? Oh, man. I don't know what to choose. There's so many things. There's one that I feel like he would kick my butt if I said. So, no, I'm not going to say it. Go. It's okay. No, no, no. Go, go, go. Um, no, the one thing that comes to my mind, I don't know why, is that he runs crazy fast. I don't know. That's so random, but yeah. he runs so fast. He does look like a video game when... Like, uh, for those of you guys who play Super Smash Brothers, the franchise at all, he he runs like uh, Mr. Game & Watch, uh, that character. Is that is that what it's called? Do you guys know yeah, what I'm talking about? I think, yeah. Mr. Game & Watch? For the younger people yes. out there, I'm so sorry. I, I can't <laughs> help but sound like an uncool old person, but yeah, Mr. Game & Watch. And, but he runs like that on Turbo, and it is nuts. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Verified. Oh, yeah. All right, Marco, what do we have to know about Oliver? Oliver kills it on the rollerblades. <laughs> so I know he's he's into that uh that uh alternative skating. So that and then also he plays every instrument, if you don't know. Wow. So of course we've all seen his creative creativity in art, which is amazing. Yeah. He's done it live at Resonate, but I think also as far as a musician, just making beats and playing instruments, that's just it just runs in his blood and in his family. So that's super cool. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think he meant like I get killed on rollerblades. I guess <laughs> not killing it. So were you doing rollerblading? Because that made a huge surge during the the pandemic. Mm -hmm. But was that you or were you doing that even from a young lad? Um, the, the 90s and early 2000s okay. was that. That's that was the our jam. time. Yeah. I mean, Marco I think that's also, when... Marco is actually... A really good, yeah, for real. amazing rollerblade. Yeah, I mean, when you said the '90s, I think that's when rollerblades were invented. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we were from that time. Yeah, from that era. Yeah, you know when like TVs and microwaves also came out. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Yeah. Okay, AOL. Well, <laughs> yeah. Well, that's real. That's real. Um, but yeah, that's that's so cool. And something that the three of you guys also share is you guys all came to resonate at, from the very beginning. Yeah, is that right? Yes. Yeah, like what made the two of you decide to to join resonate hmm. well actually it's funny because a, a a couple weeks before ryan had invited us to dinner to share the vision for this church plant um, oliver and i i can remember so vividly sitting in the kitchen and just talking about how we had lost sight of just what we believe god was calling us to and and just kind of allowing us to let life lead us rather than 
being led by God. And so we were both just saying we need to really reevaluate what we're doing and and just seek God and ask him um, what he has for us. And then a couple weeks later, Ryan invites us to lunch and shares this vision for this church plant and um, talks about this church that would be full of missionaries just you know, making disciples um, by making much of Jesus. And when he shared that vision with us, we were totally just 100% all in and couldn't believe that right after we had that conversation that we were hearing about this church that was meant to basically reach the Bay Area where so many nations are represented here. And yes. so as God, we we knew or felt like God had always been calling us to, to go mm. and and we'd get to do it here in the Bay Area in our own home. Yeah. Yeah, so when you when you think back on that time from when you guys said yes and now what we're how many years in? Like 12? Yeah. Oh. I mean even more, right? Yeah. Nixon we're coming up on 13, right? Yeah, 13. And so from if you can remember back to the the mission that you said yes to almost 13 years ago and you see like where we are now, I mean, was it what you thought? exactly what we thought it would wow. be. No. <laughs> Prophetic. We, yes. We knew it all along. No, it's crazy. It, it blows our minds. Yes. It, it, it's a, it's really a privilege and a gift that we've been able to witness what God has done through the gospel in all these lives. So many lives changed, including ours, mm-hmm. that we could have never predicted or mm-hmm. guessed or even hoped or dreamed or imagined that what he's done uh, up to this point has has happened so it's yeah yeah it's so beautiful yeah like you you said we're we're in Hayward and a couple weeks ago a couple Sundays ago we got to come visit and come to service on a Sunday and um the the parking attendant was directing us into this parking lot that was marked full but there was one more space left and we came in and we were just it was we were blown away by how many cars were coming in how many people were walking and just how many cars were in that lot it, it's just amazing to to see how god has been moving in this mm-hmm. city i mean the things that we were dreaming of and praying for and just to see it like alive and see all these people who are hearing the gospel and falling more in love with Jesus, knowing mm-hmm. him more and, and wanting others to know him too. It just, it's crazy. The amount of people that we we've seen here. Yeah. And so which, which one of you guys, I mean, between Marco and you guys, like who said yes first? Oh, I'll, I'd like to share that. That actually <laughs> came from, just even as you guys are sharing it, like my heart's just reflecting back on that moment that we had in mom's living room. Mm. Yeah. So it was it was Nick and Oliver that had gotten asked first, and you had mentioned something about, because we were all going to church at the same time as a family, and you had mentioned you guys were leaving the church because you're planting a church. And in my mind, I'm like, what? Like, that is amazing. Like, who gets called to do that? Like, that is crazy. Like, never would I be <laughs> involved in a church that mm. would be plant, like would be planted in the Bay Area. And so it was exciting to pray for you guys, exciting to hear your excitement. Um, and that was maybe just a couple weeks before <laughs> uh, just the, the, the invite for our family yeah. mm-hmm. to jump on board on, on that. And for a moment that God had with me wow. that continued from what you guys sparked. And so, yeah, they were first and just right after our family came. But it happened in that living room. I, I remember vividly just mm-hmm. my heart kind of sinking a little bit like, oh, we're going to miss you guys on yeah. Sundays. <laughs> but then not seeing 
13 years later yes yeah the impact the fruit like the miracles the, amazing I would have never thought we're still not capable of doing anything yet God is still moving mm. God is still having a everlasting impact oh so good yeah. and for those of you who do know Nick and Oliver you you know that there's been a series of invitations for you guys to say yes to and god has led you guys to say yes a lot right mm-hmm. just in terms of this whole i mean this is the living scent podcast we're here to talk about what it means to live scent so mm-hmm. how has god grown your guys's understanding of what it means to live scent well let me see um there's there's this guy named Scott Taylor, mm. and uh, he he told us uh, that there's only one mission, and that's something that has been in my head and in my mind and my heart uh, for the past few years. We mm. were in the mission planning team with him, and um, you know I think it's it's this process that God's been taking us through, where uh, the more we discover Jesus, the more we grow to know Him and love Him. Um, the more he really shows us that he's he's worthy of our lives, and uh, like I think something he's been teaching us is to uh, through that process uh, learn to say send me, hmm. but in a way that burns and puts aside all of our own parameters, all of our own uh, conditions. You know, send me. As long as you don't touch this, right? Mm-hmm. Don't touch the job. <laughs> don't don't yeah. touch my lifestyle or living conditions. But to really let go of that grip of the world, mm. I think um, that's been something that's been God's used so many different people and experiences to teach us that and to show us that. And we're still, I feel like we're just scratching the surface, and we're still learning to open our hands mm. and, and to really live sent in a way that is um, goes beyond our own understanding our own limited mm-hmm. short-sightedness and um that's something that's been exciting and and scary and beautiful mm-hmm. yeah and i think too just the whole idea of having open hands and just even with like i had mentioned earlier just with different loss and grief really being reminded of how this is not our home you know and that um that Yeah, that our our inheritance is in Christ, that we have an eternal inheritance in Christ. And I think I'm just reminded often of um, how when God called the priest that they didn't have this inheritance, that, mm-hmm. that our hope, our living hope is Christ and we we have him to cling to and, and that um, as he calls us to go, wherever that might be, <laughs> that... Um, that it's hard that mm-hmm. like Oliver's saying to let go of those those preferences or um, the things that we love um, it, it isn't easy and mm-hmm. um, yeah that but that we wouldn't make this our home yeah. Hmm. yeah that sounds so inspiring when other people say it but if I'm being honest with myself it's like yeah that sounds awesome and I like to admire you guys but when I think about doing that for myself, man, it, that, it just hits differently. 
Was there ever a time where you guys heard people say those kinds of words and you, you thought the same thing? Yeah, even when it comes out of our own mouths. <laughs> no, really, like it is a struggle. Like we say it, like I'm saying it right now. Mm-hmm. And you know, like I've talked to you so much, Yvonne, but but it's hard. Like it, it is scary and, it, and it's hard. But I think like as we continue to put one foot in front of the other and just um, ask God to help us to trust him that that he really does re- reveal himself as greater mm. than life as better than mm. life that that as we fight to be in his word that's another thing right like with mm. I just I think in this season really being grateful for his word just how he shows us how he is faithful throughout all the ages right and how um, reminds us of how he's faithful to us now and how he has been um, through our lifetime and um, I think just even Psalm 39 like is one mm-hmm. that you know I, keep, I always yeah, bring up but like is forever great. coming up in my mind just how this life really is fleeting but in verse 7 how he you know David says and now oh Lord for what do I wait my hope is in you mm-hmm. that so much of my life has been really sp- been spent waiting for things to get better or for things to be in place or for the kids to like be older or (laughs) for finances to be like stable or whatever like kind of security we're looking for but um, why why would I place my hope in that when my hope is in Christ you know and and that's what that's what that that verse just constantly Mm -hmm. rings in my mind and now oh Lord for what do I wait my hope is in you and so if he calls us to something we can trust that he is going to give us what we need to uh, to accomplish that call yeah Mm. yes yes yeah and along those lines um, I think just having open hands to whatever he calls us to do and the mission doesn't always look uh, how we would think it would like Mm -hmm. it might be foster care it might be going overseas or um, it might be talking to your neighbor and stuff like that Mm -hmm. but um, I think this is what God has just been trying to to bring us to obedience in that way and it's it's there's so much joy in taking those kind of feeble attempts at obeying him the best that we can and we all know sometimes if we're taking a wrong turn but yeah um but he is so sovereign and you know and involved in it all that he has it all mapped out and um yeah it's it's Mm -hmm. been a journey man yeah marco how, how have you seen them change over the course of this this journey that they're talking about it's interesting to look back at that because when I think about it, at least for Nicole, obviously she's known me my entire life, but what I remember are like birthday cards. <laughs> and on birthday cards, literally the message that Jesus is better than life is are in those birthday cards, <laughs> in your handwritten notes. You too, Oliver, just like, for as long as you've known me too. And, and I, I reference birthday cards because it's always been consistent throughout the years that that message has been that way. And like Yvonne is saying, like you two are some, or a brother and a sister that I look up to just in so many ways. I know you guys aren't perfect. I know you guys have doubts or you're struggling, but man, your faith, your faith in all that you do and what God calls you to, yeah, man, it is just a true testament that Jesus is better than life and what you guys are doing are, is not just for this life here, mm. but it's for, it's for eternity and for the kingdom. And so how I've seen that progressed, yes, I've seen it just because 
the fruit. Yeah. <laughs> Can I just say the fruit is abundant? And I know maybe it's hard for you guys to see, but I, I consider myself the fruit. I was your one. When we, if we talk about for the one, <laughs> oh, that's so I was sweet. Nicole's one yeah. uh, ever since I was in junior high. Uh-huh. And maybe that's for another podcast, the story of, <laughs> of that. But I was her one, mm-hmm. and it's just a miracle. Thank you, and God. by God's grace, like mm-hmm. we're at this table. But even just the thought and your, your heart, your compassion to be sent. When you first experienced Christ, when Christ said, hey, Nicole, I love you, my daughter, the first people you shared it with were with your family. And you were relentless, relentless. Mm-hmm. Me, mom, dad, Michelle, like relentless. And that has carried on like to the ends of the world as we're called. So when you talk about live sent, like, you're on that journey. And I'm just blessed to be like front row to it. Like it's crazy. Mm. So thankful. And uh, and it's it's just, I know it's in their heart. And to see it like lived out is just, it's the gospel. It's Jesus to me. Mm-hmm. It's Jesus to me to see you too. Mm. Um, being called and being sent into whatever it is. Um, so yeah, like, yeah, there's just amazing ways in the growth in that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, our kids do a hand hug. I have to hand hug my brother. <laughs> <laughs> you cannot remain emotionless. Like if you if you are having trouble expressing your emotions, I wish you could be in this room because you cannot stare at an adult brother and sister <laughs> affirming each other and talking about each other with such love and affection um, and not feel something. And yeah. I know we talk about it at Resonate too. That you know, depending on you know our listeners here. What, what you know what if what the circumstances are in your family that truly the family of brothers and sisters in Christ mm-hmm. um, is something that's even more powerful than even blood family but in this yes. instance mm-hmm. right in mm-hmm. this instance by God's grace like I've seen Nicole's life when she was young to now and to see the tr- full transformation and the redeemed yeah. life praise God so and, sweet. and it's mm-hmm. something that you know, our family has and we're blessed with and to see and to see journeying on and to see for eternity mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and to even you know as Oliver came on like man it's just it's an amazing testimony mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yes it's an amazing testimony yeah and we we've been in this uh, series three in one mm-hmm. lately and we've been learning about the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. and a huge call to to action that we keep hearing is we must pray, Mm -hmm. right? When you have a one, we must pray. We must seek and save the lost. We must pray. And so even what you were sharing, Marco, about how you were Nicole's one, and I just know how how much both of you guys have continued to pray over and over and over again. And you've gotten to see God save people over and Mm -hmm. over and over again, not because your prayers did anything, but because your prayers almost locked your heart and mind into Christ, and so your eyes and ears were open when you got to see, yeah. you know, salvation happen, right? Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I remember you guys going, um, saying yes, yet another yes, to to go on a mission trip overseas, right? Mm-hmm. Earlier, Oliver mentioned, um, yeah, just you know, maybe God will put adoption or going overseas or talking to your neighbor and that is a very christian list of things to say but (laughs) oliver actually does all three of those (laughs) so so yeah i'd love to hear about your time in tokyo like what did god grow in you there yeah um man 
2018, uh, we went on our first mission trip, our first Resonate mission trip to Japan, and um, that was absolutely life-changing. Mm. Uh, it was one of the many things that God was doing in my life and Nicole's life to draw us to himself, to awaken us to the need for Jesus in the nations. Mm. Um, we, I don't think there was a person on that team of 11 or so that uh, didn't cry while we were out there, didn't mm -hmm. just have our hearts broken because we got to experience the presence and the, the closeness and intimacy of Jesus in a foreign place where we were surrounded by people who had no hope. And um, most of them had never heard of the name Jesus mm -hmm. or the gospel. And yet uh, the thing that um, God did in my heart was just give me more of himself. Mm -hmm. Like I didn't do any rock star saving, you know, people like there was nothing that was from the outside seemingly significant of any of the actions that we took. Mm -hmm. But he met us there. Yes. And I came home loving Jesus more than I ever had before. Mm -hmm. And be and having such clarity of what I was like, this is what life should look like. I don't know. I don't plan my days out. Mm with the gospel in mind. I'm, I, I don't even plan my days out, but that's another story. <laughs> <laughs> but the clarity of like, we are the church for the 24 seven, that we were just all about Jesus and the gospel in those times. Every day we, we had planned things in such a way where um, the goal was Jesus. The goal was to bring Jesus to the lost and to go out and to be sent and go side by side in this kind of form of discipleship. And, uh, I, there's so much I could share about that trip but mm. and the, the trip to follow um, in the next year, but it was just um, something that God had used in addition to um, perspectives, right, in, in the following year, I think, uh, that God had continued to just... The perspectives class. Perspectives class. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that God has shown us, um, yeah, just, just the 1040 window and uh, the unreached people groups of the world. Yeah. Um, that and frontier people groups of the world that people um, are going to be born and live and die and never hear the name Jesus and mm. um, and just to pray for that God would send workers into his harvest mm. wow now just real quick for people who don't know could, could you just share what the perspectives class is real quick yeah the perspectives class is a uh, it's man it, it spans a couple months mm -hmm. but it's a beautiful class of learning about uh the nations and about missions and you get to hear actually from the mouths of missionaries and people who have uh, or, or are active currently even in the mission field uh, and just teaching you through this curriculum um, where you even do a project at the end where you, you choose a unreached people group to mm. to learn about and and pray for and present and um yeah, it's, it's a wonderful course that Resonate has hosted twice now. Yeah, I'm sure I'm sure it'll happen again. Mm -hmm. I don't have the official word on that, but yeah, I, I'd be shocked if that did not happen again. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. One thing you often talk about is about being a tourist that came yeah. out of that trip. Yeah, I love like when I said, you share that. There's so much that I could share about it, but we were walking down Harajuku, which is this amazing world known kind of alley mm -hmm. right and shoulder to shoulder with all kinds of people with just the crazy funkiest kind of things going yeah. on and when you shops, think anime you think yeah, of Harajuku, yeah it's just to your left and your right is just shops and all that stuff and and cafes and everything like that it's what and oliver loves yeah I, I, <laughs> I love japan my whole life so this is uh 
as we kind of were marching down as a group uh, down this alleyway, I felt this tug inside of me of the tourist, you know, like we came here as missionaries, but uh, I just want to go shopping up in here. I want to like, <laughs> enjoy everything and like, you know, milk it. And, but uh, I felt God just very strongly convicting me of like, well, you know, when you go home, you're actually, why are you going to live more like a tourist at home uh, than you are here? And just examining what my life has looked like up to that point, I was like, man, uh, I am living as a tourist at home. Like, mm. I'm always looking for the next uh, thrill or attraction or thing, whether it's on my phone or what are we going to eat next or what wow. are we going to watch next. Or, um, and just that conviction of, of that was a powerful takeaway, I think. Not that, I mean, it sounds almost negative, but it's something that God had uh, challenged me with. Yeah. Uh, no, I feel challenged because I really am thinking about what I'm going to eat next <laughs> at this moment. I always am. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and when I get done eating, I think immediately, what am I going to eat the next meal? Yeah. Well, me and Nicole <laughs> recently are always looking for any reason to celebrate. <laughs> we dropped the kids off at school. Celebrate. It's boba time. It's boba time. You know, I got to say, maybe during that season, I think you, uh, you took your MC on, the, on a trip on BART. Um, and mm. I was just, I was so encouraged by that to where even when I was, you know, taking Bart into the city to mm. go to work, I just took a different mindset away from the tourists mm. to as like, you know, a missionary just even my in my local hometown. Like right. that, that was, that was awesome. You know, can you share a little bit about that just real quickly? Like, yeah, definitely. Experience? Yeah, for sure. I think one thing I was so excited to come back to was to come back to my MC after those trips. And I wanted to build in uh, certain things that we mm. did out there. And I, I called them mission field trips is where we will either prayer walk or we'll go on uh, the BART trains or even at the BART station and just stand and observe during the most busy time in a BART station wow. as if we were missionaries sent there and, mm -hmm. and watching this people group that we're amongst. And typically we are a part of that sea of people, right? We just are, we live as if we are not set apart. And to be able to challenge our guys and to really uh, take those steps of even just going out to the Eden shorelines and just yeah. having time alone with Jesus, which maybe some people hadn't done at that point. And just having, yeah, giving God that space uh, was a mission field trip in itself. And um, yeah, I think that was a big takeaway from the Japan mission trips as well. And, yeah. and we, we, every week we try to uh, look up a different uh, unreached people group. Mm. And we, we take turns and we share about it. We pray for specific people groups uh, around the world just so that we're not just focused on ourselves and mm -hmm. we're, we're thinking outwardly. Yeah, That's good. yeah I, I wanna kind of um, backtrack slightly to something you said earlier. You said when you were walking the streets of Harajuku, you wanted to go shopping, but then you felt convicted by God, hey, this is not what you're here for. And I think I hear a lot of people who I would say are quote unquote living scent mm -hmm. and Constantly, they reference, I was convicted by God. I heard the Holy Spirit tell me this. How do you know when, like, what makes you say that? Like, I think a lot of people might not really get, like, how do you know when the Holy Spirit is talking to you? Or how do you know it was God convicting you? It wasn't yourself. Like, can both of you guys kind of speak to that? Nicole? No. <laughs> <laughs> They're know, looking at each other. Well, I love it. <laughs> well, real quick, uh, that question was kind of asked to me in a similar way by a friend who just came to know Christ. Mm. He just got baptized this Sunday, but he was asking me a couple weeks ago, I understand this gospel that you're talking about, but I don't know how, how do I know that I believe it? And so he's like, how do you know that you believe? <laughs> and I was like, that's a great question. Uh -huh. So Nicole, 
<laughs> no, but, <laughs> no, but really, I think it's the yes. it's really just the work of the Holy Spirit. I think yeah. it's God Himself that does it, and I can't even really explain in that moment how I felt so strongly or know that it was something from God, except that it really wasn't a thought. I knew my thoughts, mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, that came out of really nowhere. Yeah. So even then, it was a thought. It was not an audible voice. Right. It, you, there wasn't like a message that came out on a piece of paper from a fortune cookie that you opened. Right. It was more, you're saying it was like a thought that came yeah. to your mind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nick, have you experienced something like that before? What does it look like for you? I think even as Oliver's talking, like just in that time that he was there, and just for myself in these times when you know an abiding voice God and just even it's like this delightful voice almost it's not audible like you're saying I'm not <laughs> saying like you hear something speaking but it, it is like uh, just we know the we know our shepherd's voice mm-hmm. you know like we know his voice and and um, there there really is this this peace with mm. him when he when he shows us something so clearly that obviously like aligns with his word and what he's mm-hmm. been telling us already in his word but um just yeah this this peace in it yeah so good well we are not even done talking about everything um and so i think we're gonna have to ask you guys to a part two so we're gonna kind of wind down this episode but in the next episode you're gonna hear more from oliver and nick and just their story uh in terms of just adoption and even as they're continuing to live sent what is god calling them to so yeah we will be back with part two of this episode thanks for being here thank you for even just being down to stay for another yeah Thanks. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you.